Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Josh, and Josh had a UFO encounter all the way back in 2007 in the little town of Shepparton. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, Kate. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to talk about your UFO encounter. It's been a little while since I've, I've spoken to someone with a UFO encounter. I've had lots of yowies and ghost stories lately, but... UFOs have been a rare breed lately, and your one is an absolutely cracking story. Do you mind going back to the start and telling us about it? Yeah, no worries. So it was, uh, it was probably about 2007. Um, I was 16, and we got invited to a party. We had friends down away from Indigo, and we got invited to a party in, in Shepparton. Uh, so we, we just used to do that a lot on the, uh, on the weekends and stuff. We drove down there. Um, Sorry, um, we drove down there, went to the, went to this party. Uh, pretty much, you know, gate crashed someone's party, and they just uh, they caught onto it, and they were just like, "Ah, oh, we don't know these guys," so they they kind of told us to move on. But uh, our driver, who was only eighteen at the time, had uh, had a couple of beers. So we weren't uh, really planning on leaving anytime soon, so we were just going to drive down the road. But, uh, we drove we drove about half a k down the road. And then we got pulled over by the police because they would have been waiting near the house where the party was. And uh, yeah, driver was over, so they took him away to the to the cop shop to do the other uh, breath test or whatever. And so none of us had a license, so it was uh, me, my friend Ryan, and my friend Carter. And there was two girls with us today. They ended up getting a taxi and they left, but we had to wait at the car, went from Shepherd. So 
we're we're sitting up against the fence, and this this street that we were on, it was one one side of it was houses, like you just you standard houses, and then but across the road was all uh, like open fields, like a big paddock, and it was like middle of summer, so it was you know good good sky, you could see everything, and it was about about two three in the morning, we were we were just still waiting for him to be dropped off, and my friend Ryan on the far right. I, just, I hear him go, "Wow, what's that?" And then I look up and I looked over to the to my friend on the right in the middle, Carter, and he he looks up and he's seen it, and he's I just remember his face just like oh, what, and then just dropping like, you know, kind of like you've seen a ghost kind of thing. And I was like, "What the hell are you looking at?" And I looked up, and then there's this like to describe it, you know, you know. To describe how high it was, you know, when you see a chemtrail being made by, but you can't, you can't see the plane. Like you know, like if you squint, you can just see the plane. So it would have been to be about like thirty thousand feet up. Um, yeah, yeah, in about where the like a seven four seven would be. And this thing was like the size of a anywhere between fifteen to twenty seven four seven. Oh wow, was, that's big. Yeah, it was huge. Like when when I was trying was trying to uh, gauge like how high it was and like all that, that's how I kind of came off of, of how big it really was. Because when when I looked up, you know, it's, it's it's not looking too big, but when you like really think about it, yeah, how high it was and how it shot across the sky. But we'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, just uh, I haven't told this in a while. It's crazy, just going back on all the details and remembering it. Um, so this, yeah, this this thing in a this seven red seven red lights in a V shape. So if you make a peace sign with your hand and point it over your head, it, it hovered straight over. And then as soon as it got to like right above us, I, I said, "What the fuck?" And then it, as soon as I said that, it stopped, like dead still. It just hovered there. No, it just hovered there. And so the light, the lights on it. It was as I've heard in a couple of other of your of the UFO uh, podcasts you've done. The light it wasn't like a street light; it didn't have that shine like off of, off of the light. But it was like a each light was just a smooth, solid red. But yeah, it didn't have it didn't really have that glow around it or any of that. Um, and then so this thing, yeah, it, it stopped for about five seconds, and then it went from dead stop. Right into the horizon, so you couldn't see anymore. Like so, from directly above us, and then if you count to three, it was gone. So it, it the way this thing moved was, you know, when you it's hard to like describe it because you, you've never seen anything like that in real life. So you, it kind of almost keeps your eyes a little bit because it went so fast. But it was, yeah. When you go try to work the details out. You think, oh, maybe it's like military or something like that. Like, no, nothing, anything moving that fast, you'd be turned to mush. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's insane, Josh. Yeah, it's, uh, the, it's a crazy feeling when you see something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you saw it with two of your mates as well. What was their reaction? Well, actually, uh, my the guy who seen it first, Ryan, who was on the far right, he kind of never like really wanted to speak about it again. I could, I think, it kind of really freaked him out. 
because he kind of just went, nah, fuck, nah, I didn't just see that. And me and my other friend, Cardo, uh, who was sitting in the middle, we were just bugging out. Like, what the hell? Like, I was standing up, sitting down. I didn't know, like, what to do. Because, like, we were pretty much frozen solid when we seen it because it was, it was only, like, there for five seconds and then from there straight into the horizon so you can see it. So we were just like, what just happened? <laughs> kind of thing. When you, you, everything kind of all your ideas kind of just start collapsing on themselves and you kind of get a bit scared, but it's like a really weird kind of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's really incredible, Josh. And it's really not uncommon to have, uh, when you have a sighting with other people that some of them just don't want to even acknowledge that it happened. Yeah. It was really weird. Cause when, um, our friend got dropped off by the, uh, by the cops, um, finally, they took their sweet time. Um, I was just like, dude, <laughs> you are never going to believe what we've seen tonight. And then, yeah, my, yeah, my friend Ryan, he's like, oh, just talk about it later when we get home. Like, too tired, man. Like, the sun was, like, pretty much just coming up at, at this point. And we had to drive all the way back to Bendigo. And, yeah, crappy night, but we've seen that. And just, I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Like, you're tired or whatever. So I'll let you sleep. And then we didn't speak about it. Again, until like five years later, when I caught up with one of those friends again, because I hadn't seen him in a long time, I'd caught up with Carter, and it just kind of popped into my head, and I was like, hey, do you remember, do you remember being in Shepparton that night? And because I, I just started think, like thinking about it again, and I basically since, you know, after five years after that, so when I was like about 21, I just became obsessed with like the whole topic of it. But it's so weird that we didn't really talk about it for five years. And I, I can't really remember telling many people, but over the last uh, over the last seven, eight years, I've like told everybody. So I'm like, wow, why didn't I speak about that? And yeah, <laughs> I hope I'm uh, explaining it with enough detail. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I've got some questions for you, of course. But I mean, when you're in that moment, it's it's really one of those things like you, people don't really know how to react. I mean, if I, if I went out and saw a UFO in the sky that was that big, I mean, that's an absolutely gigantic craft that you've seen um would you say it yeah. was about 12 747s or something wide it was like anywhere between like 15 to 20 747 wow okay so that's that's really really big it, yeah it was huge and just the rate of like it just like the way it moved like it was the smoothest straight line to the smoothest stop you know no noise of course just like every other one um yeah and just it went from dead stop to Right across, and when, you know when you when you see that kind of stuff happening, and I think the fear comes from you know all your ideas. Like you know, a lot of people are, you know, don't believe it till you see it, and you know, there's a lot of people like that with like religion or stuff like that. I'm, I've always been like that. Like oh, no, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of thing. But then you see it, and then it's like, oh, I just I think I just got some answers, and you don't know how to really deal with it. Yeah, no, so I, I can, maybe I can my, imagine. Mm, the heart just starts racing, and yeah, I, I, as I said, I was like standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. Like, do I get in the car? Do I not? I was like, what? The, what is going on? I think and we you, only just got to see it for like a few seconds. Yeah, and I, I can guarantee that you know you could probably take some, I guess some, um, seldom thought in the fact that you wouldn't be the only person who would react like that because I mean you're you're basically out in the middle of nowhere, country Victoria, and you see something that technically shouldn't exist yeah 
I, if I had stood there any longer, I, I probably would have had a heart attack. Because as, as it stopped and then it just kind of stayed there, and then I just, the, yeah, the heart rate started going, and I was like, what? And then it took off, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> so What's going on now? When it shot off, it didn't make any mm. noise or anything like that, like no sonic boom, nothing like that. Nothing. Nothing at all. It just, it was, yeah, it was just absolutely dead silent. And it was, you know, you're in country Victoria, so the in, in the middle of summer, it's, you know, perfect sky, no clouds. And, yeah, oh, I'm just, I'm kind of like getting a bit like nervous talking about it again. I haven't like really, I haven't relived it like for a while. It's, it's crazy. I understand it was pretty high in the sky there, but could you see any details on this craft? You said that you, you saw lights and that they were very much hand in hand with um, what you've heard of other people's encounters on this show where the light wasn't really protruding out of the craft. It was a, a very much a self-contained light. Was there anything yeah. else that you could notice on the craft? Well, it's not like you could see... It's, uh, it's kind of not like you, you could see between between the lights. Like it was black, but you, you couldn't really, you, you couldn't, you couldn't di- like tell the difference between the black of the sky and the black of like what was between the lights. Oh, okay. If, if you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so it kind of almost looked like transparent. Like you could, like it was just seven red lights in a formation, like flying together. But I'm pretty sure because of you know, after I've gotten back into the into the topic and stuff. Um, and the, the the friend who did that tattoo that I sent you of it that I got on my leg, um, he he told me about this uh, this thing called the Phoenix Light, this documentary that I hadn't never, hadn't seen before. So did it look like the Phoenix Lights? So I think it was pretty much like that. But in the Phoenix in the Phoenix Lights documentary, they witnessed it like pretty much covering their whole town, like and it was so so it, it was so low, like it, it blew like you know within a couple of like meters of like a building, but. We would have been seeing it from, yeah, thirty thousand feet away. Like it was high, you know, high enough and like bright enough to see it. But then when you when you put like a seven four seven next to it, this thing was huge. <laughs> was it a really wide V, or was it more so like a long and narrow one? Just make a peace line with your hands, with your fingers, and that's that's pretty much what it was. So when you saw this craft, did you did you feel like it it was aware of you? Yeah, that's the weird thing because, like, once I said, you know, what the, f-? <laughs> um, it stopped, just dead still, and yeah, without sounding like too much of a hippie, yeah, you kind of feel like, you know, when you you know when someone's like watching you, kind of thing. Like, if if you were looking across at a at a building, and you seen someone standing there with binoculars, like, you know, you know that you you're being like viewed, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. and. and it's just, it kind of like it hurt us. It's like, when we went, oh, what the hell? Stops and then takes off. Like, what, why wasn't it going that, that fast the whole time? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The, the, 
the rate it was going before it took off was just so smooth and slow across the sky. But uh, I'm really glad I've seen it. <laughs> Did you feel in danger or were you were you worried that it might have came back? No, I was kind of hoping it would, it would like turn around and you know do, do one more lap or something. But definitely wasn't going <laughs> to. Um, but I was just freak- yeah, I was just freaking out, that kind of thing. Not like not like going crazy, but like it's just one of those things. Like when yeah, I, I'm trying to trying to describe the uh, yeah the, the actual feeling of it. It's pretty much like everyone else says. Like you can't really explain it. Kind of like you just your whole world just kind of collapsed in on itself. Yeah, definitely. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, what happened to your mindset after that? Were you, did you become a little bit more open minded about this type of stuff? You said you started to research the 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 ufo kind of folklore and and things like that this is where we get into the hippie stuff (laughs) so as a kid i I was i was a little shit pretty much as most you know 16 year old kids yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know living in the country and you know just starting to get into drinking beers and all that kind of crap i I, yeah used to be kind of you know just a little little menace and then after that and you know about when i'm like 20 21 the your mind kind of changes because you, you you start I don't know feeling about the, the planet kind of thing. I you know I used, to, I used to throw rubbish or whatever like that all the time, and then now like I'm that guy that you know jump down your throat for flicking ciggy butts and stuff like that. <laughs> and yeah, you just you, I don't know you you kind of learn like how small you really are. Yeah, there's there's no way that yeah there's no way we're alone here. And after you had this experience and you, you kind of almost, it almost seems this experience enlightened you. Did you have any other encounters? Uh, yeah, I've had a couple of like little things here and there, right? I, from before this, I had one thing happen that I, I kind of just, you know, played off and forgot about because I was like, whatever. And then you've seen this and I kind of went back on memories. I was like, oh yeah, I did see that weird thing at one time. So I was walking home from school, uh, one day. So it was about 3.30 and, Look up. It was a, it was an overcast day. Um, I look up in the clouds and it was kind of like a it just looked kind of like a vortexy kind of like a hole, like just a perfect like circle in the clouds. It was kind of like turning. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I looked around to see if there was anyone near me that I could like point it to, like point it out to. And when I turned around to look for it again, it was it was completely gone. But it, like it wasn't one of those things that could be easily quickly covered up with a cloud. It was just like yeah, it was one second it was there, and then one second it was gone. And that was it on that one. So you, you think it was like a like a, a portal or something like that? Yeah, it kind of looked like that. It kind of looked like a almost like a like a you know like a tornado in the not uh, not a tornado. It's about it. Yeah. Kind of like a little mini cyclone or something like that. Yeah, kind of, if you if you were to look at it like from the bottom. Yeah, right. Like okay. To look at like right, so pretty much pretty much just like a vortex. If you want to, probably, probably the easiest way to describe it. And yeah, that that was uh, that was the first one. And a couple of years ago, here in Melbourne, I was looking up in the sky, just as I usually do these days when I'm outside. It's nighttime. I live near the airport, so like I'm pretty bummed about that because I have this theory that if I'm going to see anything, I'm not going to be seeing it anywhere near an airport. Um, but that's all <laughs> the conspiracy. Um, we'll go down that road later. <laughs> um. But I was looking up, I was just looking at the stars and this little, this little white kind of light, I thought it looked like a shooting star, but it wasn't moving as fast. Kind of just, just appeared streaking across the sky and I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. 
and then it just took a quick quick right turn and then disappeared and I was like whoa and a friend of mine was actually standing right next to me and I I went to go like punch him in the arm to to show him and I he was he was drinking a, a can of beer and I smashed it into his face by accident <laughs> into, into his eyes I'm like look look and he's like I can't see he was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that and I was like, "No, nah, you, you did you miss it?" He's like, "I didn't see anything. You smashed my beer into my face." And I was oh, like, no. "Oh, sorry." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "No way, you just missed that." Oh, it was crazy. And that that one was like way up. I don't know how to judge how you know how far away that one was. Yeah, right. And do you think that one kind of took off the same way the other one did? Well, because it kind of it came into like my eyesight, like it faded in, already moving. And then just took a turn, like a real sharp turn, and then kind of faded out again. Like it was probably visible for like two, two and a half seconds, really. Oh, like right. One, two, gone. But I seen it before it faded out again. It just it took that turn, and then I was like, okay, that was that was strange. And that kind of removes any doubt that that might have been a, a low flying satellite or or anything like that, because satellites they they don't do that. It's impossible. Oh no, I've I've watched the satellites like across the sky and this thing was moving way quicker than that and plus the turn it took yeah it's, it's pretty much it, it was like a knife pick it came in and then it went do you think it might have been do you think it was a ufo oh it was definitely a ufo it was it was flying and it was unidentified fair enough it does fit the bill doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it fits the description so with your first encounter there what do you think that was oh do not know because it was it was it was directly above us so you you, you couldn't see any Actually, even when it took off and you could, it was kind of like the back of it, you know, you couldn't really see any, you couldn't see anything but light. Like there was no like you know, depth to it. You couldn't, couldn't make it out because you kind of just so distracted by the light. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely does. Uh, so I, I, everyone's asked me that like, oh, you know, was, you know, did it have a shape to it? Like was there, what was around the light? And I was like, oh, I, just, I, could, I could only see the light. And when it's dark like that, it's it would be quite hard to make out any other shape as well. Yeah, like I mean, in in out of the country, the stars are really bright, and and, and yeah, the sky is really clear. So you can you can make out a bit more. Like there was there was no like was it covered like there's no like light pollution or anything to really like mask it. It was yeah. like it was right there. But as I said, I'll, uh, I'll send you a video after this of a of pretty much what I've seen in an infrared uh, video. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be fantastic. And so, what do you think a UFO is? Do you think it's from out of this world? Do you think it's man made? Do you think it might be aliens? Ah, oh, I think it's. I, I think I think we might even be the, like more alien than we know. I because being you know digging up this this topic. Like I became obsessed with, uh, if you're familiar with Dr. Charles Hall, um, and his experience out in Indian Springs and stuff like that. Have you heard no, that? No, oh, there's, there's a this 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 old man. Um, he was a weather observer. I won't tell you all about him, but just remember the name Dr. Charles Hall, and he he tells his story. Um, there's, a, there's a few videos on the internet, and they're they're about you know 20 years apart on, on a couple of them, and he, he's telling you know the same. Same story about these uh, these beings he came in contact with at uh, Indian Springs in Nevada, 
because uh, he, he was a weather uh, observer in the army, and then after that, he became a nuclear physicist or something like that. Uh, astrophysicist, I, I can't remember which. He's got some kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I became obsessed with that. Um, but I think like uh, the the Bob Lazar story is really good too because he kind of raises some good points that like the Roswell crash and stuff like that wasn't more of a crash but more of a an archaeological uh, expedition. Like they were dug up. They weren't. They didn't crash land here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he says they had what was it nine nine crafts or something they were trying to reverse engineer. Um. That's yeah. That's that's when we start going down the rabbit hole. This subject, I won't. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't have enough time on the podcast for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably be here all all night on that one. But yeah, so yeah, so to kind of cover over it. So, do you think they they're out of this world, or do you think it's probably? Oh yeah, I didn't even cover that. Um, yeah, of course. Like we, the world. The, I mean, the universe is too big for us to be the lucky, lucky, luckiest ones that you know have. Uh, a life, we can grow life on our planet. I think like life grows differently on a lot of other planets due to the, you know, they, they breathe in different ways than we would. And to them, you know, breathing air like oxygen would be weird, you know, they, they might not be able to or something like that. Or that they, it might be fine, it might be the same as their planet. Like, they might be from like an Earth like planet or something. But uh, yeah, I, I believe there's, I believe there's a whole, whole bunch of different kinds of living creatures out there kind of like star trek kind of deal almost and you know what it's it's not even a a a silly answer to say because i mean no one knows and the universe is huge it's endless it's literally infinite so there there could be infinite life forms out there there's there's no reason that can't be the case it has to be i I think i think uh we're we're at it we're we're trying to get uh, technologically advanced enough that we can be kind of welcomed into in, into the rest of the universe. But you see the way that, that humans are, and like if if you want to talk about aliens and being bad guys and stuff, I think we'd be the bad guys. I mean, look how we treat each other. Like we're gonna you know, the, the, a lot of it's uh, pretty bad. You know, there's a lot of good in our world, and it's, it's fantastic, and I'm, I'm stoked to be here. But there's also a lot of ugly in it. And, uh, you know, the last time you walked past, like, an ant's nest, you know, did you stop and put your head down and try and talk to it? Or did you just, you know, whatever, keep going? Or, or is it that, you know, we're not we're not smart enough to be contacted? Oh, spot on, Josh. I mean, that's a, that's a really great analogy for it. I mean, maybe we're just not even close to being on their level. Hmm. But I, I also believe that um, there are a select couple of people out there in the world that are very aware of a few things that you know we don't know about like is it is it is it a money and oil thing or is it you know is, it, is this really the best like they're keeping it they, you know making it us have the best life we, we could possibly have while a few people don't sleep at night kind of deal yeah yeah absolutely like the question everyone wants answers like what's going on like what what is the What's the answer? I don't know. I'd rather know the like the answer to that than like the meaning of life or anything like that. 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm far more interested in uh, is, is there, is there other cool planets rather than finding out why I'm meant to be here? <laughs> oh, there have to be. If you if you look at like Earth compared to something like uh, what is it, Venus, like the size, is it the, wait, which one's the really big one? Pluto. Jupiter. Jupiter. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so if you look at like you know comparison of Earth compared to something like that big, there's got to be. There's got to be some planets that would that would have billions, like you know, billions and billions of inhabitants, and and also a lot of ones that are still primitive as well. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely out there. It's just the answer. Like, what are the answers to it all? Well, Josh, hopefully one day we find out in our lifetime because um, I'll be bitterly disappointed if I got to the end of uh, the end of my innings and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's that's the thing. I, I do believe that once once you once you check out, I think some things get answered to you. Like, it's true. I've had a lot of kind of weird things happen around me. Like, one thing with like the ghost kind of thing. I won't go into that one, but because like that's the actual the topic that scares the crap out of me the most. But I didn't believe into in that stuff until like a certain thing happened uh, one time, and I was like, okay, <laughs> that's. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> well, mate, if you are, um, if you ever build up the courage on that one, we might get you on to uh, to talk about it. I could probably get my little yeah, little sister. It happened to her, but yeah, it's just to do with our grandmother and stuff because she never met her and then a picture of her and she freaked out. Crazy. That's a, that's a story for another time. But um, yeah, truth stranger than fiction, right? That's right. That's right. Well, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on the show, mate. I really appreciate you sharing your stories and um sharing that fantastic encounter that you had. No worries, man. I hope I didn't uh, stumble up on what I was trying to say too much. Just uh, You get a little bit excited when you're trying to go back over these kind of things. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.